0: And
1: Linda Mariano's Dream Club. Oh, hello, little wolfies. Now, this is a little lockdown special bonus chat dream club. And it's because we had such a wonderful chat with Amy Taylor uh, from the band MLN The Sniffers. They've just got their new album out. It's their second one. It's called Comfort To Me. And Lindy, how good was she to chat to? She's such a legend. Breath
2: of fresh air. I felt like we were in the room with her, even though she was joining us in her bedroom, like via Zoom. I loved her.
1: I love how during this record, she's sort of had her own like feminist awakening and like realised what her place is in music and in punk music in particular, because it's such. It's such a male-dominated genre. It is. More so than almost any other. It's so aggressive. And so I love what she's doing. And we
2: loved this entire conversation. This is it in full. Us with Amy Taylor from Amel and the Sniffers. Brooke and
0: Linda's Dream Club.
2: All right, so the next thing that we're doing is recommending a big fat record that has just come out. It's the second album for Melbourne band Amel and the Sniffers. It's called Comfort to Me. And Amy Taylor, the incredible, very commanding front person of this band, joins us right now to talk about this album and what it means to you. Welcome, Amy. Congrats on this record. Uh, thanks, guys. Hello, everybody. Hello. So you're coming to us from your home in Melbourne where, do you still live with all the boys in the band, like a big fat no, family? No,
0: not anymore because the house we were living in was three bedrooms and there was a shed out the back. And so, yeah, last year around winter after being in lockdown for six months, I was in the shed and there was like wiggly worms falling oh from no. the from the roof and stuff and it was cold and had to walk from the shower through the backyard in like a towel. So I bailed. Why did um, you it, get it,
2: stuck in the shed? Yeah.
0: Because I think so nice. I wanted it. In my head it was going to be like a nice granny flat, so I, like, I thought I could do it up nice and have like a little private room, but it was actually just really crap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so tell us uh, about the album. What song are you most proud of? What do you, what do you love about it?
0: Um, I'm really proud of pretty much the whole album, but I think I really like um, Don't Fence Me In and I, like, uh, I also really like Snakes as well. But it changes all the time which one's my favourite, but yeah. It's interesting to be
2: putting out punk music, especially I think in this time, because punk and especially your band, it's such a visceral experience. You hear it and you need to be hearing it in a community, at a gig, thrashing your body around, watching you on stage, screaming the words back to you. What is the record? Does it mean something different to you having it in this context?
0: Well, I think just naturally like because every other album we've done, it's kind of been for live music, so I'd be like, oh, we need to write more songs so that we can play longer than 10 minutes, and then it'd be like, oh, we've played the same 20 minutes forever, we've got to write a new song. Whereas this one, it's like we kind of, we, we planned to go into it for the same reason, which was to have more live songs, but then spending last year not playing live at all, we got to just focus on it being a recorded album a bit more and, like, actually having something that's good to listen to when you're sitting around or, like, walking around or doing whatever.
1: So we wanted to talk to you a little bit about what it's like being a woman in punk as well because, you know, like you were saying, you lived with the guys in your band. You're in this community that has like a pretty, um, I, I guess, aggressive sometimes reputation. What is it like being a woman in that community?
0: Well, when I first got into punk, I was pretty young, like punk and hardcore and just any kind of heavy music. I would have been about like 14 and I went to an all ages show and um, it was always super like masculine and super aggressive, but I was really attracted to the aggression and the um, just like the violence about it, honestly. And I never really felt unsafe, sorry. And I never really felt threatened. And I never really realized that I was like different. Like I knew that I was different because I was a female, but I always just felt super like a part of it or whatnot. But I never saw a female on stage until I moved to Melbourne and I thought like, oh, I could be the merch girl one day um and that's how I'd be a part of it like I was like oh I could sell merch for a band and then I'd be a part of the scene that's so cool but it's you know it's it's funny because literally most of the time the green rooms are all male and um lots of the audiences is male as well and I just really encourage like femininity to be something to be proud of within the punk community like wearing makeup or liking things that are girly or like you know, I I feel like there's this big confusion that if you're feminine, then you're weak or it's like you're there, you're performing for the male or something. But it's like, I think to be feminine is to be strong and to like express that and also be tough is super important.
2: Do you talk about that in the lyrics of this new record? You mentioned just then a song called Don't Fence Me In.
0: Well, yeah, I do a little bit. Just like, I don't want any kind of scene to limit me and I don't want any kind of like preconceived idea of me to limit me either because in the end it's like somebody will make that up and then fence me in because of it or put me in a box because of an idea that they've come up with but I never gave them that information they just sucked it from me and then put me in a little cage and shut me away but I just don't subscribe to that and I don't want anybody else to either and sounds like laughing as well where it's like I'm still a good girl if I'm dressing slutty. Like,
1: (laughs) I don't know if you're a good girl to begin with.
0: (laughs) Hey, I noticed
1: um, on your Instagram, uh, Juliette Lewis is a friend, fan, colleague. Super fan. Super fan. Um, Do you like talk to her or reflect on how things have changed? You know, over you know, the last couple of decades in the scene? Because I imagine that your experience would be different to someone who, you know, was around like 20 or 30 years ago.
0: Um, We don't talk about it, but I'd love it if we did. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it would be completely different. And, like, if I couldn't be in this position I am if there wasn't people who paved the way before me. Like, even someone like Wendy O. Williams, who was, like, unapologetically herself and, like, fans like The Runaways or, like, Debbie Harry even, um, like, just all those people who just did it in a way harsher environment has kind of made it easier for me in a lots of ways.
2: What is it going to feel like, do you think, when you are up on stage eventually and you see guys screaming back to you once again, you know, lyrics like, I'm still a good girl, even if I do dress a bit slutty?
0: <laughs> I'll be like, you're goddamn right. <laughs> 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 Um, yeah I don't know I think it'll just feel really good. Um, I can't even imagine what it's like to be honest. Is it a weird
1: experience to have all of this work put into this album and you know all of this energy and then to have it released during a pandemic? Like it, is that a bit anticlimactic? Like how does that feel?
0: If I'm honest I'm just clinging onto the Instagram likes like I'm just doing this straight up like refresh and feeling good about it um
2: <laughs> I mean, and that's the name of the next record good, yeah. of refresh and feel good about it
0: <laughs> I mean it is what it is but it's like honestly because you make music to share with people and um even though we, we've made the album that we liked and it's not for anyone else at the same time it's it's like if you make a yummy meal and you eat it by yourself it's still a crap meal but um so yeah it's like I'm just kind of using the online space to feel connected and like feel like people like it and feel proud of it if I'm honest
2: Yeah, and you challenged yourself a lot with this record too. You said you became this temporary monster that pushed yourself with your lyrics, you had stuff that you wanted to get off your chest and because of the pandemic you had time to pour your heart and soul into it, which must be a very fun feeling.
0: Yeah, and also just last year I was pretty depressed and like got pretty low and stuff like that and pretty cynical about the world in general, like just like, you know, capitalism and like society and also like bushfires and like Everything was felt really crap. So having the album, and also just last year was the first time I probably stopped and really like had a hard look at what it was like for a female for me and like different experiences I've had that I've been like really negative. So having the album and something to work on and like keep me focused and and have something to express and and also have somewhere I could feel powerful was super important.
1: So was there something that made you sort of come to terms with that? And and when you did, like, how did the others in the band react?
0: Um, they're very supportive of everything. Like I think, cause I've had to like learn a bunch of stuff about myself and like being a female and whatnot. It's like, they've just been kind of receiving it with open ears and going like, oh, that's hectic that that's an experience for you. Like songs with Knifey or whatever, where I'm kind of talking about what it's like as a female to walk around at night after dark which is something that's so simple. Like it's really not a big deal but I actually am scared to do that. And I often will carry like a weapon with me and I don't want to be violent but I feel like it could be necessary to be alive. And so talking to the boys about that kind of thing, it's like they're super supportive and I think even the first time they heard the lyrics they all kind of like cried a little bit because they're like, that's so hectic how hard it is for females and like how easy it is for us and like it just hit them up and that was really special. That is so important because like
1: this is a group of people who wouldn't have been exposed to these sorts of ideas or themes like through music before because punk traditionally hasn't been about this sort of stuff. So this is like really groundbreaking stuff.
0: And it's pretty cool as well because they say that, you know, they've shown some of their male friends who also in bands or who aren't and they've all had the same kind of effect and that's Mm -hmm. really sick to me because it's like I've never really been, I haven't really wrapped my head around feminism or or, or much properly and like took the time to think about it. So it's cool because like I find that it's actually effective and and lots of people just actually want to listen and just want to hear about an experience because in the end it is different to theirs.
1: Mm.
2: That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that and for like having the courage to write it down and release it.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so funny because I was talking to a friend yesterday about how I don't really go outside of the house at night time. Yeah. sort of yeah. like too scary. Yeah. And that's so yeah. because we think we're such like an advanced society. Like people would look at a country like Australia and be like, oh yeah, one of the most advanced countries in the world or developed countries in the world. But women are still too scared to go outside by themselves at night without, you know, like how advanced can you be if that's the case?
2: I won't go for a run in that beautiful park because the lights aren't bright enough in all the Mm. corners of it.
0: Mm. Seriously. Isn't that crazy? We've got got like a 9pm curfew right now. But to me it's like, actually I've always had like pretty much a sunset curfew like because I literally like it's like, oh, it's five o'clock. I I better go for a run or I'm not going to exercise today because I don't want to get murdered. (laughs) Like how (laughs) f***ed up is that? Yeah, that's really messed up. <laughs> that's really and messed it's so up. True. It's
2: ho- like and, and that's so bad and that you just have to laugh at it and really try to progress it forward.
0: Yeah, it's really bizarre, but it's I feel like it's just a genuine threat and it's not that we're like like genuinely just real and it's like in the song I'm kind of saying like we don't want to have to be tough and we don't want to have to like try and bash somebody and we don't want to have to be weapons. We just want to be soft and sweet and fun. But we actually sometimes get pushed into a corner where we have to be intense because we feel scared. Mm -hmm. And it's not because it's like, we don't want that. We're not like, oh, let's be like tough and insane. We have, it's like, I'm So I have to be a weirdo, and like that's on you, not on me. (laughs)
1: Yeah, totally. That's such a perfect summary.
0: Amy Taylor, the
2: front person of Amel and the Sniffers. Thanks so much for your time today. The record is out now. It's called Comfort to Me. Apart from that, you are going to be performing this album in full there is a full stream of this you can check out the band socials for it but you're going to be doing it October 5 so look out for it thanks so much Amy
0: thanks for chatting guys hey thank you